0: Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show, sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman & Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Oh, hey, Mark. (laughs) Oh, like I caught you off (laughs) guard. Yes. Um, And Patrick... Old, old friend here to, to uh, join us for this conversation, David Hefferman. David. Hi there. How are you? I am well, thank you. And you? How, when's the kite festival? It was.
1: What, how <laughs> was it? Sunday. It was, it was breezy. Was there yeah, enough was a wind? it was breezy success, yes. It, it
0: was windy as heck here yesterday, but uh, yeah. how long have you been doing that?
1: Um, several lifetimes. Uh, I've, I've been doing it for well, approximately 18, 20 years. And how did you start
0: how did I start? As By the a, way, uh, that's not why you're here, but I just think it's fascinating <laughs> that you've done this for 30 years. Yeah. And, you, and, and if you look on LinkedIn, it says you're the owner of the Santa Barbara Kite Festival.
1: Yes, and you know how when you say you own something and it, it owns you? Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it owns me more than I own it because uh, it is a community asset. Right. And um, I've been involved in it. I originally as a disc jockey uh, uh, slash promotions director head bottle washer. Right and mm-hmm. uh, I, having a nose for the uh, for the local events, um, uh, weaseled my way into that one, and um, uh, fell in love with it, and uh, made it our own. Uh, Rakesh Bahadur is our, our kite master. And you have a kite master. I have a kite master. Nice black belt. Uh, <laughs> kite he, he is a black belt. He Didn't is. I, uh, I mean, literally, he it's is. It's a black tail. It's he, a oh, third yeah, degree yes. black tail. Yes. He's he's very <laughs> talented. Yeah, he's a uh, expert flyer. He is my kite master Mm -hmm. and uh, um, kind of a kite guru, too. Uh, But Rakesh and I have been putting this thing on for, in my count, 20 years. And Mm. it's kind of uh, foggy as to when I actually transitioned into uh, my full-fledged role uh, because Chris Cutter, Mm. another well-known local marketing expert, uh, was involved in the festival for its first 11 years. And so I came in around year 11. That's got why it. I call it 18 to 20 years. Sure. Somewhere in there. And then as I transitioned through the radio world, I carried it with me. Nice. What a yeah. fun thing to do. Yeah. It's a real, it is a community asset. I mean, it's a labor, right. the so called labor of love. Um, I was on Pins and Needles Saturday night at midnight. You saw me Thursday at first yes. Thursday, Yeah. where we got rained out. Yes. Mm. That was a novel. And you're like, uh oh. Yeah. That was a novel. New. Well, um, you know, with the gods, you've got to say, okay, rain on me now, right? but treat me well on Sunday. <laughs> right? And so there I was on Saturday night, and the forecast, as dynamic as it was last week, using my former television weather smarts, <laughs> I had gone Because you did weather. I did TV weather for five and a half years, yes. Uh-huh. Whether or not you needed it, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, a, uh-huh. I was what they call a song and dance man. Uh, it, not not mean? a meteorologist. You see oh yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Patrick knows. Oh, I know. Oh, yes. Yeah, a song and dance man. So the, <laughs> it was very much in vogue. There are still song and dance men who are self proclaimed, perhaps meteorologists, but you know, in major markets, who they have a battery are of, those names like Stormy Fields, Stormy or Fields, <laughs> whatever yeah. It is. Oh, I it's love like, those names. You know. I absolutely. Uh, those are the show names. Yeah. But um, to be a song and dance man in the weather world meant that you didn't have a meteorology degree. Or you weren't a certified and or chief meteorologist. But they usually have a battery of experts behind them, so it really doesn't matter. Th- that aren't camera ready. Yes. Oh, yeah, they have a face oh, for radio. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, They have a face for radio. Anyway, the point of this story is that on uh, Wednesday before, last week, I went out on a limb and forecasted as partly cloudy and breezy. <laughs> 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 Why and not? My, yeah, and my course. chief meteorologist took me down in the hallway on oh. Friday going... <laughs> So where'd you get that forecast from? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, Uh, I cobbled it together with uh, Weather Channel and other things. He goes, you didn't use our app. I'm like, well, whatever. How's it going to be? And so I scrambled downstairs with him and looked at the high-resolution maps and computer models that he has. And it looked a little dicey. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) hey, you know, sorry to piss you off. Could you do something with it for me so that come Sunday it'll break just perfect? And show people
0: where you work. Uh, so yeah. Sorry? We're, tell people where you work. I mean, oh. where you can go talk to a weather guy.
1: Yeah, I work at News Channel 3, KYT, and Fox 11, huh. and I keep the lights on there. Got it. So, uh, and I do a lot of voiceovers, but um, Alan, who, who I'm speaking of, an expert meteorologist, uh, he drags me downstairs and we look at his models and I'm like, oh, come on, work with me here, Alan, come on, <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> come on, so Alan. He just, he just needed to turn a knob he or something? Just, or he just button? hadn't adjusted everything. Yeah. Well, much. we're weather geeks, and this is what has happened to my career where I'm an expert at everything and, and you know, I mean, I, what, I know a lot about everything right, and right. I'm an expert at nothing. Yeah. And, um, Uh, so we're looking at it and I go, Alan, look at I'm talking chance here. And I said, chance is and he goes, it's aerial precipitation. I go, I know. It's chance is not a chance of rain, it's a chance of the it's a measure of the amount of land mass that's going to receive some form of precipitation during the forecast period. That is geek. (laughs) Isn't it geek? That's pretty geeky. So it's not percentage of rain. Right. I said, Alan, you taught me that. And he goes, Well, so it still (laughs) looks like it's gonna rain and I'm like, Okay. So anyway, so midnight I was on pins and needles because the forecast went bad again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, what's the expression? You only worry about things you can control, control and the rest yeah. of it, you know, go to bed. And God grant me the serenity. Thank you. Sleep on it. So I slept on it, woke up on Sunday morning, booyah, clear skies, Beautiful. mostly sunny, 72. Yeah. God bless the National Weather Service. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, and what I did learn, I really digressed here, but what I did learn in my five years of weather forecasting is never doubt the National Weather Service. Mm. Oh, you wow. can you can That's use, just
0: fixed in stone.
1: They are you can you can play with everybody else. You can you know <laughs> you can play with everybody else. <laughs> bend them to your opinion
2: all you want. But, but it,
1: well, when it comes to the weather referees, yeah. uh, it's the National Weather Service. They are so spot on. They really are. They really. It is one of my favorite national S- So now I, I've it's got like a like question. A satellites are so. So, yeah. so this is an episode my wife will
0: not listen to. <laughs> uh, because. <laughs> what does that give you a certain leeway? What <laughs> no, are you talking I about? I can't really. Like, no, <laughs> because, no, it's because we're talking about the weather. Oh, and, <laughs> and she hates it. And no, we've noticed, I think, weather is a guy thing.
2: Oh, that only. Okay. <laughs> it's sure, a guy yeah. thing,
0: right? It's well, ser- it's like sports. Yeah, but no. but it's, it's a reality show. And she gets like are <laughs> you really talking to me about the weather right now? <laughs> huh. it, do now you, so would you because w- you think? we
2: think because we think we because we think talking about it will somehow affect it? I and, they, do, I, and, and many women clearly don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't, don't know. Not, not sure, but uh, let's have our listener do a poll <laughs> and, <laughs> and talk about the weather for the next couple of days yeah. and see if the women flock
1: or are uh, rejected. It might be because men are focused on the skies and women are focused on the ground. Looking at their shoes. Looking. <laughs> right? Because right. it's Looking like, oh, we're, we're not talking about shoes.
2: I'm going I'm I'm to sit over here and just not discuss
0: gender at all. <laughs> why, don't,
2: why don't you gentlemen get back to uh, the argument you'll be having later? <laughs> yes, how about
1: those giants? All right, here we go. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. D-
0: David, um, I want to talk, we, when we when we ran a- into each other, your in, uh, in tra- let's say traditional media, right? So mm-hmm. it's so it's television, and mm-hmm. it's like a big empire now. What what you have there, right? There's all the television, and there's radio, and there's internet, and you know every way there is to get a message out to mm-hmm. someone. So that's yeah. really really what you do, right? Businesses come to you. The the people listening to this show, they're business people, and they may or may not advertise. Um, but you're not going to get any new customers if you don't go out and raise awareness. How, how does someone navigate that world? You know, 98% of the businesses in the region are all small businesses. Mm-hmm. How do they navigate your world of, well, do I do TV? Do I do radio? Do I do print? Should I be on the web? Should I uh, buy a banner ad on your web app? I mean, all, all of that stuff. I and mean, you're our expert in that. How do you talk to people about it?
1: Well, um, I start with, we use kind of a consultative stance okay, as we approach sure. people. Um, and so we've been doing, we've all been doing some form of this, either on a cocktail napkin or uh, in a sophisticated format way. We've all been doing a needs analysis to some degree with one another since day one in, yep. in marketing. It's all about the customer. It's all about needs analysis. Where are you? Tell me about you. In the sales world, you know, what we set out to do is open up the client. And by opening up the client, yes, our agenda is clear. You know, we would love to ultimately come up with a plan and a partnership. But in opening up the client, it's really our goal is to allow the client to reveal their blueprint. Mm-hmm. And once we have their blueprints and they show us their their blueprint, we can really look at their plan and, and come up with a solution. And... Uh, in my experience, it's difficult for people to say no. And so... What do you mean by that? um, I don't think, you know, people really have this aversion to sales and think that, oh, everybody's going to say no. And I'm like, well, no, I'm the volume dealer in the word no, because no eliminates 50% of the equation, and I'm that much closer to yes. And so... A, Spoken by a very uh, true sales <laughs> person, right? But it, I don't mean to be, be so silly, but the point is is that people, people want help and they need help. And they don't want to say no. And so well, the relationship... So they really want
0: you. And, and if you show up as the guy who's going
1: to help them... They want a solution. They want a real they solution. They want. They, yeah. they really... Huh. And, you know, you could use as many, you know, silly expressions as you want, as we call them, and say, you know, I'm here to make you more money and things like that. But there are some... Uh, very counterintuitive uh, truisms in in marketing. Things like, you advertise more when you're busy. Oh, And people go, well, why would I want to advertise when I'm busy? I'm already busy. And you go, well, that's the whole point. You advertise less when you're slow you advertise more when you're busy and huh. you use different I've not heard that before. Yeah, different types of messages. And so when you're advertising more, you're using direct response or promotion style messages and when you're slower and you're advertising less, it's important to maintain your brand's name out there. Just put it out there. So it's, top it's, of it's mind kind of areas. like the
0: image advertising, right? Correct. It's like I'm not selling something, it's just we exist.
1: Yeah, and you're you're staying at the top of your category. You're just, you know, consistency wins. Mm. That's, how you, that's how you stay busy. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Consistency wins. Put a dog bowl. Some people, you know, think putting a dog bowl out on State Street is a form of advertising.
2: Oh, wait. It's
1: not? A watering bowl. But it is. Yeah. It totally put that, is. If they put that watering bowl in front of their store every day. It's a form of advertising. Consistency wins. And that's the, mm. that is the bulwark. That's the cornerstone of my uh, philosophy about whatever somebody's doing. So I really usually go in and look at how consistent they are. I think small business owners in America, in my experience, I haven't met a lot of international small business owners. Well, you're talking to <laughs> them right now. <laughs> All right. You know well, that? I think getting... they're the most courageous without you know, getting too far up their rear end. I think that they are the most courageous uh, people in, in America. Small business owners. Okay. What I think is is curious about them, well, because they're trying to put out a consistent product and make a sale against all odds every day, and they strive to come up with that product that is the most consistent thing in the world in their category and deliver the goods every day in and out because they know if they build it, they will come. What's curious to me is that most small business owners are wildly inconsistent about their marketing decisions. Hmm. And I'm like, how could you struggle day in and day out to produce this consistent product and yet not be consistent with your... Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's it's a lack of knowledge. I think it's a a matter of they thought that they would try something and it's a hit or miss issue because nobody... Mm -hmm. Really sat with them and looked at their needs and what their plan was and tried to build upon what they were doing. Tried to find kernels of consistency. Tried to find out what's winning for them, as opposed to uh, as opposed to um, just pulling something from air and starting over. You know, my my pithy response to folks who tell me I tried something is I usually go, "Well, did you try breathing?" <laughs> 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 what I do you mean? You tried
2: something? I tried push-ups <laughs> once. It just, yeah. it just didn't work out. Uh, I no, didn't. And then I, I, I tried had... sit-ups once. And it didn't work
1: either. So consistency is really key. It's my. It's my. That's if I thing. if I leave you with anything, I'm like yeah just be consistent. Mm. And, and it really, you can find consistency in any business plan. You can find consistency in any marketing plan to some degree, even if it's a dog bowl with water in it out front of a store or the the classic sandwich board that the city hates so much about people advertising Mm. on State Street. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a... Who was it
0: that said it was a marketing guy, probably New York guy? It's like you have to Seven times you've got to get that message in front of them seven times. Seven yeah. times, yeah.
1: Five times is what I subscribe to. You say five electronic. Yeah. It's usually three times huh. with electronic media because of, we are so invasive. We are everywhere. It's awful. It's not awful. It's 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 no, part of the ether. It's the public's ether.
0: Yeah, but it, 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 they're so. Much of it. Yeah. Right. There's so much of it. I I appreciate it when it's targeted to me and Mm -hmm. it's something that I want as a consumer. Right. It's like so you as the as the advertiser or you're the. The, the consultant that that's helping them saying, What is it you need? Well, oh, I need more customers, I need more reliable income, I need people to know about what I'm doing. And but then I'm the the consumer on the other side is just getting bombarded with so many impressions. Mm-hmm. Do you have that statistic, how many
1: impressions we get a day as consumers across oh, all the media types? Yeah, I don't have the I, my eyes glaze over when they told me it's hundreds of thousands of messages or how like many were right. Yeah, doesn't we're it, it feel trying.
2: like it must be less, though, in a community like the one we have, just, just for the lack of billboards just for the lack of, and the lack of street signs like that? Like it, yeah. it, I, I, I imagine that, that part of the subconscious of being happy at, in Santa Barbara is that we don't get kind of so pelted. Bombarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as when I'm in, in Los Angeles, for instance.
1: Well, I, I would agree with you in one, f- one fact that I think the ultimate marketer in our market is Mother Nature. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, All right. I think well that yeah. uh, a message can be lost amongst our beauty here and quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to your point, there's no billboards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that, um, yes, we think we are bombarded by messages. But I also think that we have wonderful filters. There's an on off button Yes. And people like think, what? oh, I'm such a victim. It's like, th- there's an on off button on your television. There's an on off button on your radio. There's an on off button on your telephone. I don't, yep. mean, but
2: I don't, uh, you know, that doesn't sound like a media idea. <laughs> it sounds like a, that sounds like a kite. This festival. is a life lesson. <laughs> <It sounds laughs> life like a, lesson. That sounds like not. a guy <laughs> who's really into having people go out and fly kites. That doesn't sound like a guy who runs it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, as Mark and I, we've riffed on this before. Um, you know i was i was actually thinking about this in approaching this talk today and i was thinking about free media mm. and that terrestrial media predominantly is free right uh, electronic i'm thinking radio and television in particular and people go oh well you guys are has-beens you know you're at, you know you you're at, you've gone by the wayside and i'm like but wait a minute radio's still the to some degree the king of audio and yeah. we're still the kings of video even mm-hmm. though we may have no clothes <laughs> the point is is that is that we are free, we are free, yeah. and there's an on-off button, and we are free. Hmm. And when people move into homes, they don't go, "That's where I'm going to put my internet." They go, "That's where I'm going to put my big screen." Mm-hmm. And when they get into their car, they don't go, "Well, they don't futz all over the place trying to figure out how to get the latest format into their listening experience." They usually start their car and look at their radio and think about the radio and understand that the radio is going with them for free and. That the radio is—it's—it's
2: st- it's odd that in 2016, every single brand new car that is hitting the market still has what in it?
1: Oh, a radio. A radio. Yeah,
2: that gets that gets local radio channels.
1: A friend of mine last night was saying that her late model 2013 BMW mm. X3 mm. or five, yeah. whatever it was. Didn't have a search feature on her radio, and she was really upset. <laughs> 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 and she pointed it out. She pointed it out to the BMW dealer, and he goes, "Oh yeah, they, they didn't have them in this particular year." And I'm like, "That's weird." She was like, "No, isn't yeah. that weird?" But the point is, is that um, we are free media, and people like to discount us. And it's still about the live media experience, no matter what you format. It's hmm. like today right now, people right, listening. Right, right. And they might take this VOD or audio OD, and they're going to download this whenever they want and listen yep. to it. Yep. But ultimately, it's about that personal experience. Hmm. And it's free. And, and you know, how we decide to pay for it, I believe that the Internet too, in particular is scrambling how to figure out how to keep right. it free. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when people say, you know, oh, you guys, you got too many commercials, I'm like, it's free. We're not a subscription based right. model. Right. And how do the cable folks get away with what they do? You know, you Which is d- charge
2: charge for it but then also advertise on it? Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. it's
1: so so the terrestrial broadcasters in this world do understand and know their role and, and and covet it covet it and don't discount it and understand their role with the listener or viewer. And and so I don't really subscribe to this whole mayhem about there's too many messages out there. There's an on off button. Got it. Get alive. You know, and so I don't, you know, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa is me. I'm getting bombarded. It's like, no, you know what? Turn off the GPS on your phone. Hmm. You want to talk about you want to talk about bombarding right now? The bulk of America is walking around with their GPS on their phone on. Right. They by doing so. They have left themselves wide open to the greatest intrusion in their life, both informationally and in terms of data gathering and deep diving and the things that are going on and the targeting that goes on with their GPS being on. Right now, I could deliver to your phone at this address whatever I want using today's retargeting, you know, off-site retargeting right now. Uh, We have a a robust multi-platform ability, both on-site and off-site with the TV stations. So we're not just TV stations now. You know, our website, our desktop, which is considered on-site, our desktop and app and, and uh, tablet, et cetera, is, is garnering up in mobile, is garnering up of 2 million impressions a month now. Two to 3 million. No kidding. Yeah. Is, that's... How,
2: is that how you got out ahead of, of the technology curve that, that, like, say, for instance, the print media, newspapers, magazines didn't, didn't figure out fast enough that, that they were going to have to be a multi-platform Uh, media deliver rather than just well we've always printed this so we're just going to continue to print it did you guys did you guys have to get out ahead of it and realize that you weren't just going to be channel 11 always channel 11
1: yeah well locally we were we were a little slow on the pickup Hmm. to be honest Mm -hmm. with you Um, the newspaper people got out front because they are the fourth estate they have the information they are they are the leaders of content sure they really are, and people disrespect them. And I'm like, no, don't disrespect newspapers.
2: Well, they have the investigative journalists. They yeah. have the editors, the people who are watching over the content.
1: They have the content. Yeah. You know, and they have the writers and the quality of, of stuff that I still enjoy. I'm, I actually subscribe to the local papers here. Yeah. Um, they shall go name. But um, <laughs> the point is, is that they went out front. Their real problem now is, again, who, who's going to pay for it? Right. Right. You know, so I have New York Times breaking news. And they give me a chance at reading their news nine times a month. Yeah, I've noticed that. You're on seven. You're on eight. Oh, God. (laughs) I hope there's no news. (laughs) And it's so funny because our goal is to get it for free. But we would give our eye teeth still to be involved and have Mm -hmm. a shot at looking at what New York is saying about an important breaking piece of news. I always look there. Yeah. yeah. you know i go, I have to go through my hotmail. Does that date me? Mm-hmm. I have to go through my hotmail <laughs> to get at it. We'll and have I, an intervention later. It, <laughs> it rings into my phone. but the I, I don't know the point is is that uh, everybody's been scrambling to to keep up and and television, I think, in this market, we went through some ownership changes. So we were a little slow on the pickup. But in the last three years, we really exploded both socially and in terms of our on-site and now our off-site abilities. Our offsite abilities are cutting edge. We have now a level of service where we can do SEM and pay-per-click and we can manage your Google AdWords and we have a team of 12 on every project mm, no managing things. And yeah, it's it's pretty sophisticated. And it, it excites me as a marketer because um, it established an instant level playing field when I learned about off-site targeting techniques on the internet no longer are we beholden to the browser beaters. You know, the, the Googles of the world, the 800 pound gorillas right. know that those people who are familiar with offsite retargeting and programmatic targeting. So and why don't
0: you explain,
1: so that's, let's assume our listener
0: doesn't know what that is. Well, what, what does that give a client?
1: What it gives the client is and, and I what's think,
0: the exact word for it, so I can they can well, we can pro- Google it.
1: Programmatic, tar- pro- programmatic targeting. Okay, is is the, the latest vogue term that I'm glomming onto. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that another you, good T-shirt. Yeah, you can buy, you can buy the rest of the internet. And the easiest way I think for listeners to uh, understand this is just in your mind's eye, understand that desktop is what we call on-site now. Okay, and the rest of the internet is called off-site. So off-site programmatic targeting is the idea that there are three behaviors, number one, that people show that can be targeted. One is classically is is site retargeting where they go to your website and a pixel, what you and I used to call a cookie, hits their browser. Until they clear their browser, that browser has embedded itself in their browser. Yeah and mind you people don't clear their tablet browsers they don't clear they really don't clear their telephone browsers anymore yeah go try to figure out how to do that by the yeah, way yeah exactly so it's embedded in your browser and the point is is that that's classic site retargeting but now they also have uh, keyword and search retargeting which is the Google world which is so that's number 2 that's so number, number 2 number 1 is, is browser and cache and number 2 is 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 search and keyword everybody thinks it's like this is where this is where all the browsers made their their hay. So does that mean it's keeping, so you have a way of
0: tracking what I search for regardless of what browser I'm using? Correct.
1: Got it. And people think it's the oh, browser. Oh, that's a thing. People think it's the browser. It's no, you can register up to 30 keywords with me. And I might add, this is my favorite part about that. You can conquest the brand. You can register your competitor's name <laughs> with me. So anytime somebody types in your competitor's name right. in their browser. They get served your ad, not the nice, not the competitor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice,
2: meaning, whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now,
1: when I, up, yeah. when I brought up conquesting the brand with clients, and this, mind you, is in the past year and a half, yeah. with the funniest thing, and I really almost, I just, I get quiet about this moment, and I go, mm. uh, yeah, that's what you can do. And they go, is that ethical? And I go, mm. that's why they call it the wild, wild web. Mm. Yes, it's ethical absolutely
2: shouldn't shouldn't their question be have they already done that to me
1: well oh oh, yes oh mind you they are and the automotive industry is way out front on this they do this to each other constantly but my first experience my my beachhead on this process or this experience was with an arts group Mm. and the arts group was going "I I get to register the other theater's name and I said yes you do and they're like oh, man, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, don't no, oh. right, worry. You'll, you'll sleep, sleep on it. Go sleep on it. And tomorrow morning, you'll say, yes, absolutely. Let's do and it. And did they call and oh, say Oh, they yes? did. Absolutely, they did. Because it's clever. That's just smart. That's just being smart.
2: Right. Now, as as a user on the other end of that, do, is that is that why we've maybe been confounded when we're looking for something and all we keep finding is the same stuff that's already been served up to us? Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm i curious about that, what search word comes up first. Right, yeah. And is my neighborhood right. – why is my neighborhood looking at cowboys with hats right now? Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. that about? You know, yeah. it's uh, – you type in the word sea and – Suddenly, cowboys with hats comes up. And you're like, my neighbor must have really been. Do you want to tell us something, David? La- no. <laughs> cowboys with hats is good. That's a fun you, you have a great cowboy hat. I do have a good cowboy hat. No. I, I was just using an example. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so the point is, is that it's not about the browser. So you register up to 30 keywords with me, but then the third form of behavior is contextual. Yeah. You could be off reading about cowboys with hats, yeah. and you could be off in La La Land reading. In your own private little world, right? that that expression becomes um, rich text, hypertext, and again, a pixel hits your browser. Hmm. You don't even know it. You're off reading somewhere. Right. Hey, man, I'm reading an e-book. Yeah. And the e-book has rich text in it that suddenly hypertext becomes hypertext and triggers a... a so this these wait, 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 three wait, wait, wait. things so targeting
2: it triggers it and then but what's my what's my experience as a user?
1: A pixel hits your browser and all of a sudden an ad for cowboys with hats shows up on wherever, wherever you are.
2: It's like when I look for a I, look, I, I search <laughs> for a pair of shoes, and then all of a sudden, every single website I go to, those same shoes are there.
1: Oh, yeah. Well,
0: what's what I don't like is I bought the shoes.
2: And then it keeps coming back. I
0: already have the yeah, shoes. Yeah, two weeks later, you're like, I'm it's still. Like, don't. if you're smart enough to know I was looking for shoes, aren't <laughs> yeah, you smart you enough to know I bought, I bought them? them.
1: <laughs> well, it's called, there's a, it's called recency, and people put Rec- recency, <laughs> <laughs> recency. They I'm, put I'm recency. We're buzzword bingo I think, all did over we, the place. Is he going to
2: invoice us for this yeah, knowledge? Because this definitely feels like a recency. Recency.
1: What is that? Recency is you put a timer on the length of your campaign, and oh so of course, um, recency yeah. is people will usually purchase something that they've seen recently, mm-hmm. uh, right. um, and so you establish recency parameters on a campaign so you don't bug people after 30 days. You say no, I, most recency. Everybody, it's it's really set out to be about thirty to sixty days. They don't right. want it. if you go deep deep on ninety days. It really is irritating. Well, I'm, no, it's I'm like, just get wondering off if it's seven days. Yeah. Well, I might add, we we again we're playing the victim. Why don't you just clear your, clear the cache, clear your right. browser? Clear your browser. See oh, what right. happens. There's Boom. our t-shirt
0: for yeah. the day. Clear, yeah. clear your cache. Clear your cache. <laughs> clear your <laughs> browser. Yeah, clear your cache. And and, some people are going to take that the wrong way. But uh, but
2: yeah. what's funny, though, is because the, the browsers don't. That's not a button that's on the front. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. go
0: into your preferences. And you
2: have to, you know, it, it, it's not that. It's not like every day you just get done and go, let me just clear that.
1: So I, I consider this technology to be the the leveling of the playing field. Mm. We're no longer beholden to our browsers and the browsers know it. The browsers are starting to do this. Hmm. Everybody's doing targeted display. And so, um, with targeted display now, it's it's classic because it again, most small business owners have problems getting their mind around the idea of users are self-qualifying themselves through their behavior. Right. And but that's now the we can, good news, right? Yeah, and we can deep dive though too, though. Now the now the new wrinkle that we have in our company is What's that? We've brought on the ability we have people who are using um, sophisticated deep diving da- into in qualitative data. Most okay. companies are using census-based deep dives, so they can go and say, you know, we want to target women who are 35 years old who make a million dollars.
2: In this zip code.
1: In this zip code. Right. And they can do that through the pub as, as worthy. That's old school. That's old school, which is classic. It's funny you say that, because as as... I've learned about these technologies in all my decades of marketing. A lot of these uh, uh, new techniques rely on old-school targeting, Mm -hmm. you know, target Mm -hmm. position, product promotion. They they go back to the egg. They really do. What did you say that was target? Target position, product promotion. That's one of my favorite, oldest marketing mantras. (laughs) Got it.
0: I know that I, I wanted to get that out there because our yeah. listener who's taking notes. Uh, <laughs> well, because I mean, this is like going to school too, right? I mean, we, yeah. we hope that they. There's this, is some a, infr-
2: this is this one is one of those conversations where you should just go watch the uh, CLO Twenty Four version of this, where you can just watch <laughs> the, cl- the captioning of the, of this episode. We'll <laughs> okay. Well, the, anyway, you. the we uh, so were talking deep, about deep diving and qualitative. Deep
1: diving and qualitative, and I'm just starting to work with this company in doing this, and I'm fascinated because it's getting back – To demographics and old school targeting, Um, Facebook newsfeed display ads. Yes. The way they target with those are based on your likes and profiles. What are likes and profiles? Demographics. Right, but they're self-reported. They're not scraped. They're not. Right, that's the difference. Exactly. Exactly. It's um, unfiltered, unscraped data. Yeah, and and to what degree? And this is where I have to defer to some of your your guests and other people who are really expert at deep diving and, and data delivery and the scraping of data, this is where I have to take a step back and say, yeah, <laughs> I kind of understand it. Uh, I'm not in, in any way, shape, or form an expert. I am a, uh, I have a layman's view of that and I'm approaching it cautiously and learning more about mm. how they go mm. about it. I am fascinated with our company's ability to deep dive now and, and how we get there. You know what we need? I just, it just hit me that um,
0: all of this is about what I've done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all historical.
2: What do you mean? What I've did? you mean the user? What
0: I did? I, I, I bought this thing. I went to the site. I searched for this sure, term, sure. and that was a transient activity that that came and went. Mm-hmm. I want predictive targeting. Well, there uh, as there, a
2: business owner, you want predictive targeting. I would
0: as a human. Yeah, yeah. If I had predictive targeting, it's like I wanted an assistant who could predict what I needed, as a buyer. rather yeah. than me saying go get me that. And the one who walks in and says, oh, here's the briefing for this meeting that you're going to have. And now you'll be ready. It's like the predictive thing. It knows, oh, you're probably going to need this. Huh. I mean, I'm talking,
1: this doesn't exist. Well, I think it does to some degree. I think the new disruptors that I've been reading about as of late um, are the people who are allowing people to choose and therefore build their own profiles. Hmm. And so they, uh, for instance, if they want to buy custom coffee delivery on a every month they're able to go in and dial in the coffees they like and and that uh, it's the old expression uh, birds of a feather flock together i think that clusters appear and present themselves and um you know the that level of of deep diving that goes on with qualitative is already out there people are doing it and there's there's very smart people who are marketing with subscriber models who are i think already well ahead on
2: isn't there a resistance, though, that, that like Gladwell talks about this in one of his TED talks about if I ask you what you like, mm-hmm. you will say I like, you know, about regarding coffee. You, you want dark, robust, rich, full flavor coffee. Mm-hmm. But if I look in your cup, you're drinking sweet, weak, milky <laughs> coffee because that's. I like there's, coffee. There's a difference between what we think what we, what we will not what we think, what we say we like, uh-huh. and what we what, what kind of like the results would be if we were tested on the subject. And so I think that that thing where where I think, oh, well, I don't want to be targeted because I want to just discover the things that 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 make life wonderful. And I don't I don't I don't want to be I don't want you to place my next event in front of me. I want to come across that and then turn right and come across that and then turn left and come across that. But that's not really the reality of how I experience life. The, the reality more is that I return over and over again to the same things that are familiar to me because yes. I feel a security and safety there.
1: We go to the restaurant and order the same thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and... It's.
2: Um, we want to hear the specials We want to hear <laughs> yeah, the yeah, specials yeah, please. And bring I've had, us to the dessert i had the menu. worst <laughs> experience
1: with specials lately I've yeah, decided right. I'm not going to take that bait Next time we yeah. go to a restaurant I just so Speaking as a former chef <laughs> yeah. That's a good call yeah. <laughs> don't, do that. Okay, don't do well, that Well there's
0: two There's one is the, the specialist How do I clean out the fridge mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and then the other the specialist I'm so bored with this menu I'm going to go nuts right. And I need to make something new That mm-hmm. was me yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the, I've got to do something. Well, but different. so what's
2: the question to ask the server that gets you to figure out which one of those is the <laughs> Oh, <trip? laughs> I know the exact
0: question. <laughs> okay. it's, it's what I asked um, when I, I got to eat at Mario Batali's place, Poe. Yeah. And uh, literally 45 minutes to discover, to go through the menu and figure out what we wanted to eat. Had yeah. a party of eight. It was a big, big deal. And I couldn't decide. And uh, here was the question. Okay, I'm ready. What's the chef excited about today? Because
2: uh-huh. yeah. it's not saying what's the special today, or what 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 are you going to recommend me, dear waiter? Mm. But what is the chef excited <laughs> about?
0: <laughs> and oh. and she said, no, it was a he. he said, really? <laughs> and I I guess he'd not been asked that question. And I and I said, yeah, no, really. He goes. When the eels came in this morning from the fish guy, <laughs> I was gonna say, see, Mario yeah, went yeah, nuts. Yeah, chances, yeah. And I said, we'll have eel. <laughs> Done. Oh, well. Done. Yeah. We'll have eel. And it was spectacular yeah. because that was the thing that got him excited. Right. I'm going to switch completely now. Yeah, I wanna, right. I want to – you have so many – the small business person now has so many options to get their message out. Mm-hmm. And you – From what you've already said can offer them all of these options whether it's uh you know they pick one thing or they pick a more integrated i I would suggest you you probably say an integrated campaign that's across wherever it's either on-site or off-site and by the way is off-site mobile off-site's
1: technically yeah well it's it's yeah it's it's actually it's somewhere in between okay it's mo it's we we consider it on-site so mobile is on-site, yeah. meaning I'm uh, in a screen. Yeah. So I, if I'm looking at a
0: screen, well, it's on-site. Well, meaning
1: that it's our program and we control it. So we're putting you onto our program, our mobile <sighs> experience, rather than off-site, which is I can put you on anybody's cell phone. I can geofence that cell phone. Got I can it. register up to 100 addresses. So if somebody Got drives it. by that address, including your competitors, that if they're within 100 feet, they can be served your ad. Got it.
0: Now I, okay, so now I understand Because your GPS it. is on on your phone. So,
1: because, and everybody's turning it off
0: just right now. <laughs> they just, they just did, it's off. You know you're well, not doing not that to me. Everybody's going to get lost. Nobody's yeah. going to be able to <laughs> uh, run their apps. Right. Everybody's
1: going to be confused. So
0: they've, they've got the plethora of choice. So we've got the paradox of choice now. Mm-hmm. And so they have all these various things. My question is really, what have you found... I'm just going to say in the last six months because it changes so fast. Mm-hmm. What is the most effective, uh, t- it, I don't know if it's type of advertising or type of message. It might be the message, not the container. What are you finding's really working right now? Consistency. Okay, I got um, that. You know, consistency. Is it cleverness? Is it less is more? Is it TV works really good or great storytelling? I'm
1: just As we're thinking about it? Well, I I like uniqueness. Okay. I think uniqueness wins. I think sincerity wins. I think that. What do you mean by sincerity? If you are. Do you mean authenticity? Yeah, I I would say authenticity. There can be sincerity, and you can be completely humorous at the same time. Of course. You know, I think sincerity wins uniqueness sincerity and then people often buy media and they don't know what they're buying they don't know if they're buying a reach medium they don't mo- know if they're buying a targeted medium they don't under- understand what they're buying and they they lump oh, really? us all together yeah they think for instance that cable and tele and over-the-air broadcast tv are the same thing they're not the same thing the most often mistake that buyers make is that they go and they say well um uh, they go to cable companies and they say i can buy KUIT, can't i and the pe- person goes, well, no, you can't. But KUIT is on my cable service. Well, that's because we're a common carrier. We're like a phone company. We carry a lot of people's programs. But we don't originate anything. So if I go to Cox and, or Charter or Spectrum Time Warner. Now. It's called Spectrum. There's a local marketing agreement now locally where Spectrum has gobbled up Cox. Breaking news! Mm. <laughs> it happened, my bill it,
2: still comes from Cox.
1: <laughs> it happened in the past two years.
0: So major, they, major if, reorganization. If I told them that I wanted my run, my ad to run as an adjacency, it's the only advertising word I know. Nice, nice word. Uh, on uh, Good Morning America in mm-hmm. the morning. Yeah, they can't do that. No, no kidding. No, I can. I, I'm the only person who could sell you that, or one of my colleagues. We. Um, when we had Wayfront, our software company, we learned about adjacencies uh-huh. and when we would go to Las Vegas for the trade shows, we would buy the adjacency spots on Today show Good Morning America and whatever CBS this morning and we'd run these 15 second ads for Wayfront and and people would come in and go, oh my God you guys were on Good Morning America or you were on love <laughs> them they think it's like this big deal I like got. No, no those they're sort of like dirt cheap. Are you kidding that, me? No. We you can just... buy those for nothing. And while the guys or the gals are, are getting ready to go to the show, they've got the news on and they see our ads.
1: Local television.
2: Adjacent means advertising for local market.
1: Well, no, I, I, you know, it's, you're using a term adjacency for me. And adjacency is whether I put you adjacent to a program mm. uh, element within our local news this is how I sell adjacency. So say you wanted a sports sponsorship, I would put you adjacent to the sports report. Mm. I could put you into the break. I could eyeball the break and say, okay, we do sports at 9-12. Uh, okay, I'll sell you the nine twelve. Got it. So with Spot TV, I can drill in. I'm right. a reach medium, so we have much bigger a much bigger audience, so I can drill you into literally a quarter hour. The frequency mediums where you have to, the audiences are much smaller. The classic uh, frequency mediums are radio, Um, Cable's a frequency medium. Podcasting now. Podcasting Mm -hmm, is a frequency medium, yeah, because your audiences are much more condensed and smaller. Um, So uh, frequency mediums are completely relevant environments as well. With frequency uh, environments, usually the messages are more affordable, and you play more of them, and they Mm -hmm. sell you day parts. Like with radio, it's 6A to 10A or 6A to 9A. Drive um, time the, and all of that. Afternoon drive is kind of a misnomer these days, but four to seven, yeah, afternoon right. drive. And they charge accordingly. With spot TV, you can drill into a quarter hour. You can drill into a break because we're a reach medium. We're delivering a much larger audience. Can, we, can we, we reach up, upwards of half a million TV households in a, what? In so wait, in wait, a week. Wait, wait. This
2: is what I love. This is what I love. So, so that's, that's, that's just your, like, your programming reaches half a million. And you are kind of a, a this is a, what, what size market would we call this? That this is
1: No, this is market one twenty one stumbling backwards. Okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And and but 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 that number that number that you just reported is is probably it's that would make it if if we had that many downloads on this podcast, this would be one of the top ten
1: podcasts in the country.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and and that's just you're just one television station in one you know market.
1: Yeah, and to your point, it's kind of funny when when Idol in its heyday was delivering 25 million viewers with a single program. People are like, well, The Walking Dead is the best program in the world. Well, The Walking Dead (laughs) in its, you know... Best Night. Best Night is doing 5 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for
2: cable, that is very impressive. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe 13 million. Cable never... Cable has issues. It can't really get above 13 million just by its sheer technological design. But... um, but the live broadcast television event still rules the roost. And here's, a, here's my favorite example that I use. And it really simplifies the broadcast world for, for, uh, for business owners. Um, the Academy Awards yep. pulls a, a 30, okay? so <laughs> Pulls a 30, which means? A 30 rating. Kay. A 30 rating. Okay, so it's delivering a third of a half a million TV households. Okay, that's a big number. You know, let's, yeah. let's round and call it 200,000 TV yeah. households. The point is, is then I'm going to charge you $2,000 for that. And people blink and go, oh, my God, $2,000. I'm like, but it's the Academy Awards. You divide the rate by the rating, divide $200,000 by 30. Mm. Mm -hmm. You end up with a $66 cost per point. A point is a percent of the audience. So I'm only charging you $66 for Prime to reach that kind of massive audience. Mm -hmm. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So the point is... And what my normal prime goes for is $100 for a point. So, so you are getting 40, so $34 I'm, off. They're getting $34 off to, to flamethrow a third of the marketplace. Where can you buy that? Anywhere else in the media world. Where can you buy that? And so the Super Bowl does a 50 rating, mm-hmm. does a 50 rating, and we're selling that for you know, five to 10 grand. If the
0: Super Bowls on
1: oh well you own all the stations, <laughs> uh, that's right. The
0: look listener was just like yeah, yeah. It's not just one station. You have well how many, that's, that's not what but I that's saying. unique. That but, that,
1: yeah. that is a unique. There, there there's an economy of scale that goes on with News Press Gazette um, that there. They like to share resources and so – and they're a news-centric um, enterprising news organization. And so they're – because they're news-centric, they share resources and their whole philosophy and concept is to uh, basically uh, own the market so that they can share these resources. And you used the word a, conquest earlier, so. Yeah. <laughs> I – you know, I think it's all about content though. If we don't have the yeah, content, yeah, right, we could right. be as big and bad as we want. But if we don't have something to say, then get out of the way. I'm gonna come back to because I need to f-
0: complete my rule of threes on okay. what makes an ad powerful. Powerful is the wrong word. I'm gonna say what makes it effective, mm-hmm. and there's this overriding thing of consistency. So I've got that. But yeah. you said it's unique, unique, and it's, it's sincere, sincere, but has it's sincere. authenticity. What's, yeah. what's the third thing that, like, when you notice it's missing, you come back to them, because I'm gonna say. You know, you go through the sales process, they buy in. I think it okay, needs a, uh, you
1: know, it might be sincere, but I was, the first thought that came to my mind was a heart, that the message a, has a heart. Hmm. Oh, God, is that our title? <laughs> the message has a heart. Um, it's, you know, we can, we can go whatever we want, but uh, there's a guy, I took a script writing class once from a guy, and he used to say, don't be a crap master. And he would be, nobody wants to hear key benefits in history, and I've been in business for 50 years, and right. go, f- go figure, uh, go fish. Um, nobody wants to hear that. Why are you giving me your key benefits when really people, when you're selling something, they just want to feel secure. Mm. They just want to feel fed. They want to feel rested. They want to feel happy. So what really are you, What are you promoting? You know, are, are you are you promoting togetherness? What are what are you promoting? I know it might. be So is be that a, the why that people don't buy what you do? They buy why you do it, and you're
0: suggesting that there needs to be a why, and the powerful why is that heartstring
1: tug to your emotions, to your emotion, or to what the what is the primal need of of, of your product? You know what? And I say primal, I just mean the human need. You know what is the? It's the humanness of. We a call message. it the human challenge. The human challenge. Okay. Right. When I'm working with, uh, one of the world's
0: largest ad agencies now, helping Uh them on a large problem. And, and so I'm learning how they work to solve brand problems, uh, for their external, but they don't apply the same logic to themselves. And so I said, well, I will do that then. I love the way you work. I love the way you think about what the problem is. And so the word human challenge is at the heart of how they look at any brand. And so if we can communicate what, how our product or service solves a human challenge with a heart, that's going to make a winning
1: campaign. That's great. Yay. That's Awesome. There you you are you are not a crap master. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'm ending it right there. That's it. You I
0: like, are not a crap I master. I like, Thank you. I like so much.
2: I think that's a great title for that's me. So uh, you. That's called endowment. you
0: just endowed me, <laughs> so, uh, so David. David Hefferman. <laughs> you know we we didn't. There's like 800 things we didn't talk about. But what we did talk about was was really good, I think really useful to the person who's trying to sort it out. Like, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I, and they're hearing so many different things. You've given us a lot to chew on. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, so we're we're going to take this episode. We're going to put it in uh, some kind of container, and we're going to put a label on it. We're going to put it up on the shelf, and what does that label say?
1: Um, what does that label say? Yeah. Boy, I don't know. The con- I've got 40 the, containers to pick from. The, consi- yeah, the yeah. consistency of the human challenge. Something, some, something. <laughs> you used, just picked all the words, <laughs> but the uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another
0: uh, shot at that. <laughs> I don't but know. the
1: consistency of the human challenge. Um, the consistency of the
0: media user. So there's something, so so something about, can keep going, we we don't let our listeners, um, the listener already has an idea of what this show should be called, mm-hmm. and they'll tell us. Right. But you get first dibs at it.
1: Don't be a target. That's interesting. Don't be a target. Oh. Don't be a target. What kind of target, though? Be a user.
0: So is it something about your message needs a heart?
1: Yeah, I... Your message needs a heart. Okay. Yeah. Your, ne- your message needs a purpose. I mean, um, it's, you know, we, we, we're just starting to uh, cast bro- broad strokes on the message. Because I do, I am so f- uh, format based in my business these days. Right. But ultimately, do I enjoy most developing the message and having fun with it and sticking right. a producer on you and having the producer work with you yeah. and then getting out of the way and seeing yeah, yeah. what they come up with? I love yes, that. I, I'm always excited in charging artists with a task like this. And so when my producers do meet you, They break you down, and, you know, I have my own little warm rapport with you that I build, and it's about trust and credibility, and that's really what a relationship is about. You're an account guy. Well, I hope I'm not. In a nice way. But in a nice way. I I watch Mad Men. I know what's (laughs) going on here. I hope I'm more than an account guy. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's golf. That's that's golf and drink, huh? (laughs) But um, I like the creative process as much right. as I like um, coming up with a strategic plan um, because they kind of work hand in hand. And, and I, I know full well I have great expectations for the outcome of any uh, marketing relationship. And so I love charging the producer to meet with – there's a couple of really current – relationships and examples that I love. And I look at them and I, I foster them like a parent. I'm like, oh, sure. watch this thing grow. Sure. This is so sure. exciting to watch it grow and have its own life. And it falls and scuffs its knees and picks itself back up. But in general, um, I that's my favorite part of the job. And it's helping these small businesses
0: figure it out. Yeah. And, and they exciting. grow. And when they grow, the economic vitality is raised, which is what we're that's ostensibly what these conversations are all about
1: yeah let's look at it from a lot of different lenses and helping people exist really and 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 ultimately it it, i i find myself aligning myself more often than not with the same mission with business owners i love that david thank you so
0: much how do people find you if they that you know they want to talk to you and let's start a conversation
1: what do they do um, they can reach me at David Hefferman at k e y t dot com. H e f f e r m a n. Very... And I'm one of the few people who doesn't have a dot between his names on purpose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another show. Yes. Entirely. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services, our podcasting partner, Polstring Press for this great studio and Cielo Twenty Four who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect Project, which is the umbrella organization over the show, is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them as well. If you would like to know more about what we're up to and the the bigger idea, our why, if you will, go to 805connect.com. Patrick, so the yeah. someone the, this person has been listening, and they might be from Saudi Arabia or India or Poland. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah, that would um, be exciting. What what? What could they do to help us?
2: Well, in our our uh, ever-growing effort to become the largest podcast in the world, (laughs) if they could could just reach out to their 100,000 best friends and uh, let them know that uh, this is the show that they should be listening to, there's got to be at least one of their friends that hasn't heard of this show yet, Uh, go grab their phone, program uh, the show in through iTunes or any of the other podcast providers out there, and uh, then we will become their new favorite show, and they can do that to all of their friends.
0: And we're looking specifically for a word that you call that activity. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So our new our new goal is to find out. That's that's apparently that's a that's a podcast trick. Is is that when you're a young podcast getting started, you like to grab people's phones and subscribe. So what is that term? or uh, what term should we call that 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 action of subscribing somebody else to a podcast they haven't heard yet?
0: And if you have an idea for that, send it to us, and then we will put it in the Urban Dictionary, and we'll put your <laughs> name on it. And uh, You ever heard of FOMO? Yes. Yep. Fear of missing out for those. Fear who of missing
1: out. You yeah. guys are all FOMOs until you sign up for uh, the podcast. That's,
0: That's true. true. That's there true. you go, David. Thank you Fear so much. Thanks. And uh, I, you could send us a note to mark at 805connect.com. And let me know what you like about the show. If you uh, don't be FOMOed uh, or if you've got a word, <laughs> just let us know. So until next time. This is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.